Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Thank you very much, Dan Watkins. And as anyone who knows the rules of baseball, home team leading, bottom of the fifth, it's an official game. 6 nothing. Red Sox, let it rain, let it rain. And uh, there'll be two in a row for the Red Sox as they head towards the final game of this um, season tomorrow. I think it's a 4 o'clock game, if I'm not mistaken. Don't, don't, if you have tickets, check your tickets, okay? But I think they're finishing with an afternoon game for all sorts of good reasons. Um, we spent last hour talking about um, honoring... Uh, Bob Cousy and Bill Russell, uh, some sort of a, a roadway designation or something like that. And I want to thank both um, Bob Ryan of the Boston Globe and my friend Vinny Costello, uh, former Boston Latin School basketball player who then played for Boston College when Bob Cousy coached uh, the Eagles uh, at the Heights. I uh, also want to thank Maura Healy for her phone call and her support of the idea. So we will uh, follow up on that. I, I, I don't let things like that drop. Uh, so we'll we'll stay on top of it. That's for sure. Um, today, uh, on the other side of the the positive aspects of the eight o'clock hour, uh, there was another school shooting in Boston today. Um, it happened uh, early this morning, uh, shortly after nine thirty in the morning. It was actually on the property of the Jeremiah Burke High School in Dorchester. There was a stabbing at that school just two weeks ago, and there have been another deadly shooting. Um, I believe, on the school grounds in 2017. We reached out to the school superintendent, Mary Skipper, to see if she wanted to join us tonight, but she um, was not able to join us. Um, so hopefully we'll get her on at some point. Um, but the uh, superintendent of investiga- investigatory services, Philippe Colon, uh, gave details uh, of, of what happened this morning. For those of you who maybe are unfamiliar with the story, we're going to play cut number 39. This is a Boston Police Superintendent Felipe Colon. At approximately 9.34 a.m., officers from District 2 responded to 60 Washington Street for a report of a person shot. On arrival, they located a teenage male who is a student at the Jeremiah Burke suffering from a gunshot wound. That individual, the victim, was transported to a local hospital where his condition is listed as stable. Shortly after the incident, a description of the suspect was broadcasted. Additional officers responding to the scene located an individual matching that description. That individual was positively ID'd as the suspect. A subsequent subsequent search of the area led to the recovery of a firearm. This investigation is ongoing. My understanding is the 17-year-old pled uh, not guilty to a charge of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon in juvenile court. Uh, he may face other even more serious charges, uh, and he probably will be back in court uh, shortly. 
the parents there were very concerned. I watched some of the reporting on Channel 4 tonight at 6 o'clock, and parents at 5 and 6, actually. Um, parents were concerned that they were not notified, uh, that they came to pick their kids up this afternoon. It was only then that they found out. I guess there was finally an alert sent out to parents around 1.30, which would be about four hours after the shooting, and the parents were upset by that. There was a firearm uh, discovered, and on the scene within a matter of moments was my good friend, uh, the Reverend Eugene Rivers uh, of Dorchester, who um, uh, was quite uh, upset with um, what happened, as I think anyone would be. And Reverend Rivers, at the end of a long day, joins us now. Uh, Eugene Rivers, Reverend Eugene Rivers, welcome back to Nightside. What was it like when you got there? You were there just minutes after this occurred. Yeah, well, first, uh, God bless you, Dan. you uh, you've got a great program, and I, I thank you for the privilege to be uh, on the program. Um, always welcome. Uh, what happened, I was uh, at home, and uh, no, actually I was uh, walking, and I got a phone call, and someone called and, and blew up the phone twice and said, listen, uh, Reverend Rivers, you need to get up to the school. Uh, a kid just got shot, right, uh, over here at the Burke. And I had actually been at the Burke uh, the day after the stabbing of the kid a few weeks ago. Yeah. Right. And uh, in fact, um, uh, the first time I went to the Burke, I was uh, happy and reassured uh, because there was a metal detector, and the uh, the appropriate officials were checking any everyone that came through the door. No one got around or by the metal detector. All right. So, you know, I, I get the message. Um, it's uh, the the uh, school is, w- is within walking distance of my home. So I ran up to uh, the school uh, and I saw all, you know, all the uh, the tape uh, it had been cordoned off. There were um, there were helicopters, two helicopters in the sky. Which is itself sort of unnerving. They just circled you around, betcha. and and the police cars right. with the blue lights flashing. I, uh, I the blue lights, the, yeah. the whole, the, the whole production. Uh, there were all of the the media uh, that were there actually fairly very quickly, and I spoke to a number of the uh, uh, officers, right, uh, who I worked with uh, over the years, and um, I. Uh, I, you know, I, I was struck. The, the thing that occurred to me as I saw this, okay, we were here two weeks ago. Uh, there has not been any discussion with any of the taxpaying citizens that live in these neighborhoods regarding what the strategies, you know, or responses, uh, appropriate responses will be mm-hmm. coming from the political leadership of the city. And the thing that uh, concerned me about this is that I know, had we been talking about a substantially different neighborhood, for example, maybe Roslindale, there would have been a different response. And so my concern was um, two weeks after the stabbing incident, there were no initiatives undertaken uh, to address the concerns, the legitimate concerns of the parents. Uh, had this been Wellesley or Weston, uh, there would have been, in the next 48 hours, a 
parents' meeting. The parents would have demanded a meeting to hear from uh, the political and educational leadership uh, of the school in the city to address the concerns. And now I hear uh, remarkably that there were th- these parents were not contacted immediately. Yeah. Um, and so I, um, I, I was very concerned. I, I stayed around. I uh, talked to parents. I talked to a number of uh, uh, the officers who were absolutely first-class guys, right? And the thing that struck me, which I really want to hammer home, and I've got questions uh, for our mayor, right? Uh, the thing that struck me is that what made the objective difference in a lot of other incidents like this was the metal detector. You see, had there not been a metal detector, that kid could have come in and shot any number of people, right? In addition to the kids, or he may have shot, been shoot, aiming at the kid and hit other children. Yeah. You know, you but know, the metal um, detector. Gee, yes, last I'm night, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's just important that you so mention this. Last night, I had uh, Larry Calderon on, the, the head of the president of the Boston Police Patrolmen's Association. And we were talking right. about last night about the understaffing of the Boston Police Department. They're, they're down about, yep. um, I believe they're down, it's a total of um, about 400 um, officers from where they should be to be what you call minimum staffing. They are really wow. understaffed. Uh, they were assigning wow. triple shifts to officers, 24-hour straight wow. shifts. And we talked wow. last night at, at about 25 hours ago about metal detectors in schools. And I just want you to react to what Larry Calderon had to say because we were sure. talking about this sure. very issue last night. Sure. Um, uh, Andrew, sure. I would like you to play for, for my audience and for Reverend Rivers, Larry Calderon, the president of the Boston Police Department, uh, Pat- Boston Police Patrolmen's Association, cut 37, Andrew. Three days into the year, we had a kid stabbed in school. Right. Three uh, days into the school year, one was already stabbed. What, why, uh, so I can what, get into stats if you want to talk about well, just wanna, in 2022. I a, no, I want to ask did, a specific yes, question. And the unsafe conditions that we have in the Boston public yeah. schools. But I want to ask the, the question. Do we have metal detectors in public schools now? Uh, there's, a, there's an ongoing argument about whether metal detectors yeah. should or should not be used. And, okay, so here's my uh, again, question. I'm going to point the here's finger at elected officials. It's okay to have them in City Hall. Well, that's exactly where I was going. That's exactly. God, the forbid, city count- we, God forbid we keep the kids' schools safe. Yeah. Well, so the city councilors. We keep people out of the schools with firearms. So the city councilors want to have metal detectors for anybody to get into the building where they work, but they don't want metal detectors right. in every building where kids tr- are trying to go to school? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Rivers, I'd love to know your reaction to what uh, we were talking um, about on this show um, just 25 hours ago. Yes. Uh, um, it is a disgrace that we can ensure that the state house has metal detectors, uh, the federal buildings, city hall, uh, 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 all the of airport? these other. The airport? The airport. Yeah. Right. The airport. Right. Sure. All of these institutions which service the affluent, uh, certainly the middle class professionals and the affluent. Yep. There are metal detectors, the office buildings. I, I, I recall um, my memory serves uh, of the Boston Globe. When you step into the lobby 
or whatever building that is, there are metal detectors. You go through uh, uh, a, you have to go through a turnstile, right? Uh, uh, when you go through to go upstairs. So here we have it um, for the affluent, uh, for the, the, the professional classes, metal detectors. No one said, oh, well, the metal detectors would make these uh, wealthy white people feel as though they, they were being stigmatized. <laughs> no one has ever heard any stupidness, right? Well, we don't want to stigmatize, the, uh, you know, uh, John Henry, when he comes into his office at the Globe. But it is insane. And I have to say this. I have to say this. You know, I, um, uh, I, I broached the issue with Mayor Wu this morning. Let me do this, Gene, uh, Reverend. Let me do this. I want to get to that, but I got a commercial break, which I got to take. Uh, And by the way, I just want to reinforce. Take your break. On this program, program, we have often made the point that you made a couple of minutes ago. If this shooting today had occurred 10 miles to the west of Dorchester uh, in Wellesley or Weston or Wayland, it would have been a whole different reaction. It would, and it would not Completely be different. tolerated. It would not be That's tolerated. Right. And we have talked That's about right. that repeatedly on this program, as I think you That's know. Right. And That's it is right. a double standard right. that is not fair That's to the right. kids who are growing That's up right. in, in the inner That's city. That's Hospital, right. Dorchester, Mattapan. We'll take yeah. a break. My guest is the Reverend Eugene Rivers. 617-254-1030, or 617-931-1030. There's a lot of wisdom in what Reverend Rivers has been saying tonight. I will, we will ask him about his, um, his conversation, I'll use that word, with Mayor Wu today, um, which yeah. I think you'll be surprised at. And I'd love to hear some people, not only from the city, from the inner city, uh, but also from the suburbs, uh, join this yeah. conversation and join this chorus to make sure that every kid in Massachusetts, whatever right. school he or right. she might attend, right. are equally safe. Right. We'll be back on Nightside right, right. after this. Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. We're talking about the Boston school shooting today. By the way, the student that was shot uh, was listed in stable condition, which means it was a serious wound. Uh, this is not something that a bullet um, grazed uh, someone's uh, uh, arm. This this is a serious wound. The, uh, the other young man uh, is facing some serious criminal charges. He was not identified. Reverend Rivers, you had an opportunity today at the scene to um, speak directly with um, Mayor Michelle Wu. I, 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 I wasn't there, but I think it might have, uh, from what I understand, it was an interesting conversation. Um, what, was, what happened, these are the details. Um, so we're there. Um, they, uh, the, the press conference uh, with the mayor and the police commissioner and other uh, officials uh, is over, and uh, she is working, walking back to, I assume, her SUV to, to go back downtown. And so we're, come, we're walking in the same direction. And I said to her, I said, Mayor Wu, please, we've been asking since before the election, where is the plan and the strategy? You have a strategy for choreographing bicycle uh, uh, routes, bicycle routes. That's a front burner issue. 
right? Yeah. We've got this violence in these poor neighborhoods. And the, 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 the most intellectually serious thing that we can discuss uh, affecting the quality of life for all the citizens are bicycles, right? <laughs> uh, or, or green new deals yeah. that have no bearing on the life chances of poor black children. So yeah. I, I said, Mayor Wu, you came and spoke before the L.J. Baker House uh, Violence Reduction Task Force, right? Uh, it was an intense meeting because people were asking adult conversations. And it should be noted, this was around the time that there was there were 37 shots in the Four Corners area on Harvard Street. And the parents and the residents were concerned. They wanted to hear from Mayor Wu. Mayor Wu said in the presence of numerous people, Mayor Wu, will you come back? to discuss your strategy, your approach. And there were witnesses. There were about 30, no, over 30 people in the room from different agencies. And uh, I said, Mayor Wu, and this is a quote, verbatim, Mayor Wu, the community needs you to explain what your strategy is. You've got a strategy for green this, green that. There are strategies for having block parties, uh, or open spaces, yet one of the most pressing issues for the poorest neighborhoods is public safety, and you have not made yourself uh, politically available in the poorest neighborhoods. And she said, and I said, Rev, uh, Mayor Wu, I, I won't come to the meeting, all right? So so we can take that off the, I won't come. At which point she said, if you if you don't come, then I'll come to the meeting. Oh, if you don't come, Mister Taxpaying Citizen. So she's right? the mayor for everybody uh, uh, in Boston except Reverend Eugene Rivers. It sounds to me that's like that's exactly right. She yeah. said, "I want everybody to note this. Look, I'm mayor for everybody except Reverend Rivers. <laughs> I will not participate in a rational, uh, evidence-based discussion wow. of violence in the black community." Uh, uh, in the presence of Reverend Rivers. So I'm the mayor of everybody but Reverend Rivers. Wow. And that's what she said. That, 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 is, that is absolutely insulting. It's astonishing. I, no, no, yeah. and, and, and I'll tell you what's fascinating about this. This is really important. None of the Black Lives Matter, uh, white left, WGBH or, or BUR, would have tolerated that had the ideological... Uh, uh, frame been different. Sure. There'd be all kinds of stuff. How could someone say that to a law-abiding, tax-paying uh, uh, citizen and recognized public figure and leader in his community? And she says that, and she says it with the complete confidence that she can get away with it because the good white liberals will never call her on that. Wow. Gene uh, Rivers is my guest. Um, that is astonishing. Uh, she should be called on that. Um, you represent, and you have represented the uh, the community where you live uh, for for decades, Gene Rivers. Uh, and you have yeah, walked no. the streets. <laughs> I saw you as a TV reporter uh, at shooting scenes of uh, you know people twenty five, thirty years ago, uh, and and you live in that community. And and I have some knowledge. Yeah, yeah. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Of, of, of what yeah, you have and, done for that community. And I just think that's unacceptable. And, and, and so the line is, and this is and actually, this, this will make a great uh, news story. Uh, I am the mayor for all the citizens, kind of, sort of, uh, with the exception <laughs> of Reverend Rivers, who has served this city for over 40 years. My guess is Eugene That's- Rivers. Um, I would um, invite as many of you as you would like to call in because we are talking about fundamental fairness, not only as to how he should be treated as a citizen of Boston, as a leader um, of his community by the mayor. But in addition to that, we're talking about, you know, I guess, I guess it was Senator Daniel Patrick Monaghan who coined the phrase benign neglect in the late 1960s. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. And that concept of benign neglect is still being utilized today where children yeah. in certain areas of Boston uh, basically go to school not knowing whether or not a classmate might be shot. That will not be tolerated in suburban yeah. communities around Boston. It no, should not be no, tolerated no. in Boston. Gene, i got to take a break for news. Uh, I I know your passion. I know how strongly you have felt on this for years. I hope to hear from as many voices as possible uh, to to support your your concern. I mean this seriously from the bottom of my heart, Gene. Um, Thank you, Dan. I I have had the opportunity to to cover a lot of communities in my career. Uh, And 90... 9% 9% of people who live in Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan are trying to do the right thing. It is a small fraction of people there um, who do not how to uh, interact um, within their community, and they need to be called out. And, and I know you've said that uh, at, at great risk to you, by the way. Um, and if you're sitting in now in the comfort of a Wellesley, a Weston, or um, a Winchester, uh, and I use those because they're the W communities, think about what would happen in your town if today there was a student shot at your fill-in-the-blank high school. It would not be tolerated. Rightfully so, it would not be tolerated, and it should not be tolerated in the city of Boston, in Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan, High Park, Roslindale, Charlestown, South Boston, East Boston, North End, uh, Brighton, wherever. We will be back, 617-254-1030, Also, 617-931-1030. I'd like to hear from as many of you as possible because this is an outrageous circumstance which has continued now into a, yet another school year. Somehow, someway, it has to be stopped. These kids need to be allowed to go to school and, 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 and work in school and do as well as they can in school in peace and not be threatened by the, the outliers of their community um, who carry weapons. Uh, this is this is intolerable. There's just no other word for it. Back on Nightside with Reverend Eugene Rivers right after this. Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. My guest is um, Eugene Rivers. Uh, 
Gene, I want to go to phone calls and see what people have to say. Are you ready? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Look forward to it. You bet you. Let me go first off to Steve in Cambridge. Steve, you are first on Nightside This Hour with, with um, my friend, Reverend Eugene Rivers. Good evening, Reverend Rivers, Dan. Reverend Rivers, Greetings. sometimes uh, when civic leaders have tried to address this problem, it's blown up in their face. Like, for example, uh, Mayor Bloomberg in New York uh, was had a program where he got uh, a lot of the guns off the streets. And yet now he's apologizing because he's being accused of being a racist. So sometimes civic leaders can't win in this situation. That's right. That is correct. So what's your, what is your question, Steve? Or is that a statement? Well, a my, question, my question, question is, why are so many black youth shooting and killing other black youth in cities like... We're lucky in Boston, relatively, but I mean, in places like St. Louis, Chicago, etc. And why don't black leaders call this out more? Uh, excellent, good question. I'll, I'll, my, my take is um, many are confused, many are scared, many are disconnected from their base. They are disconnected. And thirdly, uh, taking on this issue uh, takes a lot of courage and enormous amounts of heavy lifting. Uh, let, let me just say this in general. Um, most people, most people, right, um, stepping up, uh, stepping forward, and exercising courage, that is, those kinds of leaders are in short supply across the board, across the board. Now, in the case of the black community, uh, I would say this. The, the, the failure of the men in the black community to engage directly the, 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 the challenges of our young males, and there's no excuse. I make no excuses for anybody. Uh, I don't make any excuses for the black leadership who frankly, and this is real, don't know what to do because you'd have to be connected. I've lived and worked uh, in Dorchester uh, since 1986, all right? And before that, I was, I was, I was at Harvard College, uh, and I, I'm, from a, I'm a city person. I'm from Philly. I was born in Boston but raised really in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a tough town. It uh, created, it gave me the, the wherewithal, the sensibility, the attitude, and the courage to address this. Uh, so I would say this. Um, one, uh, the black leaders have failed. Two, uh, you know, now that we're on the topic, I'd say this. The black leadership are not alone in uh, failing to address gun violence. They're not alone, right? But we'll focus on black leadership. Um, it takes courage, frankly. It takes courage. It takes intelligence. It takes an enormous amount of work. I have uh, a nine-day week uh, working with these young people. And, it, and at last point, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's, an, it's nine days a week uh, from can't see in the morning to can't see in the evening. 
I'm working with these young people, making no excuses for them. And I will tell them just quickly. I tell them, I said, look here, man, you cut up, you're going to jail. You are going to jail and or you should go to jail. And when that man grabs you and slaps you around uh, for all of your cutting up, uh, you've got no sympathy from me. Right. So there's no sympathy. Now, does that mean that every police officer in the world is perfect? No, it does not. Right. But it does mean you must obey the rule of law and you can't hide behind other people who don't. And so I tell these young men, I said, look, man, I'm not playing with you like that. Yeah, your, your butt needs to get locked up if you're going to be wreaking havoc. In fact, I met with drug dealers uh, 20 years ago, and I told these young drug dealers, I said, look here, my man, let me tell you how this goes. Number one, I'm going to call the police on your butt. I'm going to call the cops. I'm not scared. I'm not a snitch. And I don't care. It doesn't make any difference. If you raise all this hell and you're terrified and terrifying these elderly people, I'm on you, doc. And I'm going to put that man on you. The, the feds, CPD, state troopers, I'm going to light you up. And and they, they back down. And I, and I went to the feds. In some cases, they said, look, man, lock these cats up. And if you don't lock them up, now watch this. You don't lock them up, I'm going to talk trash about you. Because this would not be tolerated in Western or wealthy. All right. Uh, I, I hope. I hope you heard that clear, Steve. I heard it loud and clear. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate Thank you. you Thank you for the question. Uh, we're Thank gonna take a very question. quick break. Very quick break. Uh, the couple lines are open, six one seven nine three one ten thirty. If you want to get through, coming back on Nightside. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Back to the phones we go. My friend Bishop Wright from Raynham. Bishop, welcome back. Say hello to another member of the clergy, Reverend Eugene Rivers. Reverend Eugene Rivers, how are you? God bless you, sir. More blessings back to you in return. I respect you highly, and um, I respect all that you do. I better get some um, blessings from both of you. I'm in the middle here, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. More blessings to you, too, man. How you doing? Happy New Year. Well, very quickly, very quickly, I know uh, time is of the essence on the radio, but um, it's more than, you know, I I feel very, um, you know, my heart goes out for any religious leader that is, you know, being attacked or whatever from, you know, political officials or whatever. But, you know, I, I guess my thought is, is that, you know, you know, we're just wasting. I feel that sometimes we just waste so so much time going back and forth as to, you know, um, you didn't give me respect. I didn't give you respect. I, I just so strongly feel that um, we need to not wait for the mayor woos or, or uh, the honorable mayor woo or all all of the political officials. But we in our neighborhoods, we really need to come up with a plan. We need to get together. The the the, 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 the clergy, the, the the neighborhood, the parents. Amen. We Amen. need to come together. We need to come together and present that plan Amen. to 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 Mayor Wu. Because it's not, you know, you can't run Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan like you would Chinatown, or or, or anywhere. Come on, guys. You know, or 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 or, 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 or
wherever. You can't you can't you can't look at it that way. Oh, and, and you know, and I and Wait, I and I, I respect her. I respect her highly. But you know, even Amen. even as a even as a pastor, I can't just right. look at being a bishop over the black community. I gotta look at being a bishop Amen. over the world. Amen. Over who's Amen. whoever comes my church is in Mattapan. If 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 if, if right. a Caucasian person comes, a Chinese person comes, I got to be able to be like Paul and reach right. a whole bunch of people. That's why he spoke so many different languages was to reach yes. uh, a lot of people. So I just think for our neighborhood, back to our neighborhood, Amen. that Amen. we need to come together and we need to take Amen. back our neighborhood by meeting with the parents and Amen. then coming up with a plan and then presenting it to our political officials and say, this is what we need. Because we, you know, the problem is not in with the politics or clergy. The, the problem, the genesis of the problem starts in the home. It starts in the home. We have to get with these parents and, 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 and impart in these parents to get involved with their children, to find out, you know, get in their rooms, go in their bedrooms, you know. And, and, and you know, Amen. one of the issues that we have, and I'm going to stop, one of the issues that we have, Amen. we have children raising children. So, you know, on, it, it, it's like, it, 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 it's just, it's just, there's no standard. There's no structure. So we need Amen. to, those of us who are still alive and we remain, because most of us, most of, you know, those, those, uh, uh, my godmother, Bishop Nella Yarbrough, all of those, uh, all yes. of those individuals, yes. they're dead and gone. Yes. They're dead and gone. But we yes. need to uphold, you. you know, uphold those standards and bring Amen. that structure in Amen. the home. Charity starts Amen. at home first, not Come at on, home. It starts Stay at home. Bishop. Thank Bishop, you, thank Dan. You. <laughs> thank you, Bishop. I, I was trying to talk quick, and I didn't want Dan to put the chopping block on me. <laughs> <laughs> Never do no. that to you. God bless you, Bishop. Uh, thank let, thank let, you, let me too. Love you. Love you. Yeah, Reverend, yeah, Reverend, we got to hook Bishop. up sometime. Love you. Right. Yeah, now, Bishop, I'm, I'm going to track you down, Bishop. No, listen, yes. the nephew of the, the, the sainted Nella Yarbrough, who was my yes. hero. Nella, yes, sir. Nella Yarbrough was the sainted matriarch of the town. Amen. Yes, that's where I was born and raised, right there. Line Oldsfield oh, Street. Oh, Doc. <laughs> oh, this, gentlemen. This be nice. <laughs> I got to get a couple Amen. other callers in here, gentlemen. Thank I hate you. to interrupt oh. men of God as they're, as they're talking with one another. But <laughs> Okay, well, no, no, look, look. Listen, uh, yeah, uh, let me say this, Bishop. Everything you yes, said sir. was correct. Full stop. Yes, sir. Everything. Yes, sir. Every word. Right. Praise Much God. Much respect to you. I'll reach out to you, Bishop. Thank yes, you, gentlemen. Sir. Thanks, Bye-bye. Bishop. Talk to you soon. Uh, let me get real quickly here. Tom in Virginia, can you be quick for me? Because I got want to get at least one more in. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. Um, I used to live in Mission Hill, Roxbury Crossing during the 80s and the early 90s. Yep. I, I remember, I, I distinctly remember... Uh, Reverend uh, Eugene Rivers. Yep. Um, Amen. Refreshing to hear his voice. Refreshing to hear Amen. his voice. Amen. But, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm almost talking uh, 35 years ago at this point. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. When listening about Boston's black community, not a whole lot has changed. And if, if I go back to the Great Depression, in this country, especially dealing with black people, they were not, as a people, they were not violent towards one another during the right. worst economic times 
Uh, Amen. Amen. That's right. And, 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 and what and, and what has happened? I Amen. hate to say it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Doc. The Go ahead, Doc. The, the government has taken away too much power from right. families. And I don't Amen. care if you're Asian, Caucasian, right. or black, right. or whatever. Right, right. right. Please, Amen. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. No, no, Doc, listen. The, there has been, well, first of all, there has been an erosion of parental authority, one, two, specifically the idea of uh, the father. The culture, the culture has sought to abolish the, the centrality of the idea of fatherhood. That has been, uh, you know, that has been uh, uh, a cultural trend that has accelerated in the last 50 to 70 years. A, a feminist revolution, which was, frankly, anti-male. I want to throw something in here quickly because I know we got to go. The reality is yep. there is what the feminists, feminists have talked about, misogyny, right? You know, the hatred of women. Reverend, I feminist, we only got one minute left. I've got to get got you, it, let got you it. know that, okay? Listen, brother, what you said is correct. I don't want to take up any more time. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, and this is a conversation to be continued. God bless you. Tom, thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much as always. Appreciate your call. To the callers in the God line, bless. I apologize, but we have flat run no, out okay, of time. No, it's okay, It's okay, Dan. Re Reverend, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Um, thank I, you. Um, thank I you. Hope, it's an uh, honor and a privilege. It's an honor well, and privilege, Dan. Thank you so much. I, I hope that, that, that God's hand protects you. Um, Amen. Because obviously, you're doing very difficult and sometimes dangerous work. Um, but again, Amen. the community that you represent is blessed to have you. Um, and hopefully, Amen. hopefully, Thank some you. of the folks Thank who are you, listening tonight will understand that what is going on and in your community cannot be tolerated any more than if it if it Amen. in their community. We Amen. Will talk, we will talk soon. Please say hi to to, to your lovely wife Jackie and your kids. Will do. Me. I will, re I will report to the boss right now. God bless you. God <laughs> bless you, Dan. talked with him earlier today. Thanks, Gene Rivers, ladies and gentlemen. All right. When we get back, we're going to talk about the possibility, and I use that term very guardedly, of nuclear war. Uh, there are some signs that are troubling me, and I need to talk with them and express them to you because um, we are in, I think, very dangerous circumstances as a nation and as a world. And we have some decisions to make back on Nightside after the 10. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.